You're listening to Small Talks in City Blocks, a podcast production of Women in Cities International. I'm Hannah McCasland. And I'm Bethy Malsion. We host conversations about gendered experiences of city life and the work being done to promote inclusive and equitable cities and communities for all. This week is International Anti-Street Harassment Week, so we're turning our attention towards women working to stop street harassment and gendered violence. We want to highlight the way women have been actively making public space safer and working to change the culture that enables this violence to happen. Last month, we had the pleasure to visit the exhibit Safety Strategies, Space, Gender, and the City at Studio XX in Montreal. Safety Strategies is a collaborative drawing project between Montreal-based artists Caroline Alexander and Cynthia Hammond. It is the product of two workshops they held where they asked participants to draw a map in response to the question, what are your personal strategies for feeling safe in the city? The resulting memory maps and accompanying written reflections were displayed in this exhibit. They contribute to the larger feminist project of making gendered urban experiences visible, shared, discussed, and understood as fundamental to the design of more equitable, inclusive, and safe cities. You can see full scans of all the works that were on display at the project's website, safetystrategiesproject.org. Hi, my name is Caroline Alexander, and I am a Montreal-based artist, uh, entrepreneur, and mother. And my name is Cynthia Hammond, and I teach art history and studio arts at Concordia University, and I also have a solo and collaborative art practice. Could you just tell us a little bit about what your goals were in formulating this project um, and kind of how it all came together? Well, first we have to say that the whole project came out of an idea of Caroline's, which was to be inspired by the artist Marlene Kreitz, Canadian artist Marlene Kreitz, who in the 90s had done a project in rural Newfoundland using what she was calling memory maps, uh, which is uh, another name for cognitive maps. Uh, drawings that are not based on any particular artistic training or geographical accuracy, but really come out of the individual's knowledge of place. And Caroline and I both know Marlene Crete's work, and uh, in the spring, actually, Caroline came to me and said, you know, we could use that strategy to help show how women experience uh, the city in terms of their own embodied safety or not. And so the project really came out of that idea. And the, well, not the idea, but the, our lived experience of moving to Montreal to go to Concordia University some years ago and walking, walking uh, home together when we were first here and got to know each other very much leaving Concordia at night and walking through the streets of Montreal talking about what we were learning in school, what we were learning about our new our, our new city and, and falling in love, I think, with the city as well. So there was um, a real embodied experience of physically mapping the city that it, that's happened for us for, for years together at that point and then I think separately since. But I know for me, I'm always very conscious of Montreal is being a, a city that's walkable and and beautiful and that you can experience it very differently on foot uh, than you would if you're on public transit or even if you're you're on a bike or a car or something like that. 
The next step was we, we applied to Studio XX for um, a collaboration and through discussions with um, Randy Vergara Vargas, who is programming coordinator here, we shrunk our original enormous ideas down into a proposal to have two workshops, one here at Studio XX in fall 2016 and also in fall 2016 a second workshop at Concordia University. And, and in having those two locations we wanted to invite um, different constituencies into the into the process. So we issued a pretty broad, as broad a call as we could for participation. And it was not directed only to women, but self-identified women, um, LGBTQ individuals, and um, we're interested in all kinds of perspectives really, but but always within the, the kind of the limit of, of gender, which is something that people experience as a limit when they're out in the city, even a friendly city like Montreal, there are still dangers and anxieties. And so it's a different embodied gendered experience for women, self-identified women and so forth, and we wanted to make that visible in a way that wouldn't be speaking for anyone, but allow our participants to speak for themselves or draw for themselves. The act of drawing really acts as a, a trigger, a cognitive trigger of memory so that when you're, you're trying to remember your experience, if you're actually trying to map it out and draw it, you're going to remember more spatial cues and remember better your experiences even if they happened 20, 30 years ago by the act of trying to, to map it out on paper. And it also leaves a, an interesting visual trace uh, that's over and beyond what the, the narrative would be if it was just written with words. So the purpose behind having the text was really to respect the fact that even if something came out for the individual in the drawing, it might not be legible to all viewers looking at the drawing. And we felt that certain aspects of the individual participant's position uh, and their identity might be helpful to know. So there are some drawings you might have noticed that are by um, some women from Turkey who actually had just moved to Montreal a few months before doing the workshop and they're making accounts not only of their gendered experience of a new city but also encountering racism. And then you look differently at the drawing after you've read that. But it, it, it is true, you tend to look at the drawing first because they are I'm biased, but I think they're pretty gorgeous. <laughs> so one thing I was wondering about um, the workshops and looking at everything after, were there any consistencies? Fear. That's, that's the big thing that comes through in, in every drawing. I don't think there's a single drawing without fear represented. And I think that's the, you know, that's, that's the difficulty of the work. It was difficult for us doing the workshops. Uh, and I, I don't know that we had presupposed that they would, that every drawing would be about fear, but every drawing is about fear. So that tells anyone who's looking at the drawings as a whole what women are going through, even in a relatively safe place like Montreal. So to me, it's a, it's a clarion call that things have to get better. So that would be the big similarity for me. Yeah, and. It was interesting at the vernissage that was last weekend how repeatedly uh, men who were looking at the work 
we're, we're coming up to both Cynthia and I and saying, I didn't realize, I didn't realize that this anxiety was something that women deal with, that, that we live with every time, well, not every time, but live with on a continual basis when we want to go somewhere uh, at night or we want to go somewhere we've never been before. And it's, it's an underlying anxiety that I think is the, the crux or the, the key issue that needs to be addressed further. And it wasn't, no one to, to our knowledge was doing their drawing about a specific moments where violence happened, that there was an actual violent in, encounter, but everyone is talking about their perceived threat of violence, which is consistent. We were very specific in both our, our proposing of the, the project and how we directed the workshops, though, to make it not, uh, not about necessarily fear. That, that's what came out. But we were really trying to highlight the idea of agency and strategy. And so that it wasn't, we didn't want people to come in and just tell us, this is where I feel uh, most scared. And we did that for a couple of reasons. We, one was we didn't want to have a map of places in the city where women were afraid to go. We really wanted to focus on agency and what do you do when your urban or architectural environment presents risk and how do you navigate that risk? What is your, your safety strategy? Um, because Studio XX is interested in uh, empowering women through technology, we're wondering if maybe you could touch on um, yeah, people's talking about technology as a safety strategy. Mm-hmm. Cell phones. <laughs> <laughs> Thank goodness for our, our phones. It's interesting. I went and reread just when I arrived today and how many people talk about having their cell phones in their hands, pretending to text, pretending to be on the phone and somehow thinking that that is, that is a connection to other someone else. So I was wondering if you could maybe speak to maybe how this project or just your other work sheds light on how do we navigate that discussion of recognizing the dangers or the threats um, and talking about the strategies that can be really empowering for women but also avoiding that kind of language and discussions that maybe put the burden on women Um, so yeah i'm just curious i mean i think it's really tricky but how do we kind of navigate in that space and and not put the burden on people but um, still recognize the dangers that there are it's, it's the central question. It's a really good question. And I think that this project, you know, collaborating with Caroline, uh, my way of thinking about this as, as both art and a kind of activism is to say it's bringing a more nuanced conversation into the public realm through the show, but also the website. I really hate the idea that women have to not only do all this (laughs) that we can see around us in the gallery and educate and fight for our our right to the city Um, but that is where we still are and I think what I would say in a broader sense is that Montreal already has a great base in terms of its you know its friendliness its street culture 
it should strive to be the safest city for women, visible minorities, so-called LGBTQ individuals. That should be its calling card in my mind. So that's not really an answer to your question, but that's how I'm feeling these days. But I, I think that it's, it's an important, it's important not to put the, put the onus on agency and people's agency rather than on prohibitions. Just going back to what I think you were saying about, about the women not getting drunk and not taking taxis. It has a, there's also, you know, what women wear. That you, you shouldn't dress a certain way because you're just asking for street harassment or you're asking to be attacked or, or raped. So that the responsibility should be moved uh, away from the individual's actions and put on to society's responsibility for creating safety. You know, one of the amazing things that happened, there were like lots of little amazing stories that came out through the workshops, but one in particular was um, <clears throat> a woman uh, in, I would say, her late 40s, who uh, recalled a, an incident from when she was in her very early 20s, when she was going running, so doing something for herself, taking care of her body, giving herself that positive charge of exercise, and she happened to go uh, along a part of town where it was a little less developed, it was uh, under construction, and she ran down a dead end, uh, and at the end of that dead end there was a group of men, and as she was approaching them all her warning bells went off, and she describes her strategy in her, in her uh, text, which I, I won't give away in case your listeners decide to come or look at it on the website. Um, but she, she ran away and uh, uh, lived to tell the tale. And she told us at the end of the workshop that she hadn't, all these years, she had thought she was stupid for going to that part of town, that she was dumb, that she shouldn't have done it, you know, putting the blame on herself. If only I hadn't gone there, I wouldn't have been afraid, etc. But she said that it wasn't until doing the drawing that she realized that, in fact, she had been smart, that what she did, whether there was danger or not, she'll, she'll never know for sure, but she felt there was, and what she did was actually really clever. And I think that's uh, something transformative, not to, not to put the onus on, on women, I totally agree with you, but uh, to give us ways to not blame ourselves, actually. Like, we, we have to live and go to work and see our friends and uh, hopefully exercise in this world, too. We deserve that space, and we deserve to feel good about how we take up that space. Artists would like to thank Studio XX for including safety strategies in the gallery's 2016-2017 programming. They also thank Concordia University's Digital Image and Slide Collection and the Institute for Urban Futures for their support. As well as the Laboratoire d'études de l'architecture potentielle for making this project possible. They are especially grateful to Melissa Palermo for designing the Safety Strategies online exhibition and to artist Marlene Kreitz for inspiring this project through her own work with Memory Maps. They would also like to express their deep appreciation to all of their collaborators and participants. Our thanks to Cynthia Hammond and Caroline Alexander for joining us. This podcast is produced and hosted by Hannah McCasland and Bethy Monsion. Music is by Cole Zwaber. 
This podcast was recorded in Montreal, Quebec, Canada. Montreal is located on Mohawk territory. This has been a Women in Cities International production. Thank you for tuning in to Small Talks and City Blocks. You can learn more about Women in Cities International at womenincities.org and find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can also check out our blog, which will feature more content from the interview that didn't make it into the podcast. The next segment of Small Talks and City Blocks will be coming soon.